Welcome to Crohn's and Colitis Perspectives on ReachMD. This series is produced in collaboration with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, providing updates and driving innovation in IBD research, education, and clinical support. I'm Luann Kahn, live at the 43rd Annual Evening of Hope in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So Dr. Jim Lewis is the Associate Director of the Inflammatory Bowel Disease Program at Penn Medicine. Thank you for being with us. Well, it's really great to be here. Thank you. So again, uh, nutrition and diet is really important to patients who are suffering from inflammatory bowel disease. Can you give us an overview of the role of diet in inflammatory bowel disease and the factors thought to trigger IBD flare-ups in terms of diet? Yeah, I think you can think about the role of diet on several levels. You already raised one, which is just ensuring that people have adequate nutrition, and that's true for all of us. But patients really think about it on a couple other levels. One is, is what I'm eating making me worse, or is there something that I can eat that will make me better? And that's a much harder nut for us to crack, no pun intended. We know a little bit about things that tend to make people feel worse, which is that it's a little bit personal. For example, a few years ago, we did a survey of a few thousand people and asked them, what do you avoid because you think it makes your IBD worse? And there was a long, long list of things that selected groups of people said they thought made it feel them feel worse, but it wasn't the same for everybody. On the flip side of that, when we asked them, are there things that you eat because you make, you, they think you, there were really only two things that stood out. And they were rice and yogurt. Now, I can't promise you that rice and yogurt is the answer to anybody's problems, but it is a simple piece of advice for when people really aren't feeling great. These are some easy things to, to put into your diet. But you know, and I know personally, when you're in the throes of a flare-up, at times it feels like there's nothing you can eat. Nothing makes you feel better. What do you do then? Well, one of the things is we try to convince our patients that you still have to eat even though you don't feel great. And we will work on finding additional ways to make them feel better. There are some thoughts about certain diets actually being therapeutic, and this has become a little bit of a hot topic in the course of the last decade, where for decades people really sort of wrote this off with one exception. The one exception being putting people on an exclusive formula-based diet. So imagine breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and every snack is a liquid out of a bottle kind of thing. Nobody wants to be on that long term. But fascinatingly, for people with Crohn's disease, it's extraordinarily effective, as effective as many of our medical therapies. One of the goals of the research community today is to try and figure out how does that liquid formula diet work and can we come up with a diet of table foods that's equally effective or at least an adjunct to medications. You know, I've heard also that patients have been experimenting on their own and there are, I mean, if you go online, you'll find that they have their own follow this diet, very difficult to follow, but I'm hearing that, you know, doctors are finding anecdotally they're changing their gut with it. Is there any more research being done on that? Yeah, there's lots of people looking into different aspects of this. One is 
do these diets potentially work by changing the microorganisms that live in your gut and all the things that they do? So these microorganisms are, you can almost think of it as a whole other organ, like a liver or a kidney, because they are producing all kinds of chemicals that get absorbed and go circulating through your body. And then another topic that has been really keen recently is the idea that you know, there's more to food than just food. There's a lot of other things that are added to it. Um, if you're, particularly if you're buying packaged foods, there's lots of things that get put in that allow foods to sit on the shelf and still taste good and have the right texture. And if you think about what you mentioned a moment ago, people describing these various diets that they go and they think they make them feel better. Well, there's one thing that all those diets have in common, which is if you have to buy fresh ingredients and cook your own meals. And this is part of the story of people being so interested in what are the extras that get added to foods. Um, another piece that we don't, yeah, the processed nature of foods. And the other part we don't really think about is how foods get cooked because cooking there's all sorts of chemical reactions that happen as well. So food's an incredibly fascinating topic and complicated. Well, well, again, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation Perspectives, Crohn's and Colitis Updates on ReachMD, and I'm Luann Khan. I'm with Dr. Jim Lewis, who is the Associate Director of Inflammatory Bowel Disease Program at Penn Medicine. And we're at the 43rd Annual Evening of Hope. Um, is there anything else you would tell doctors who um, may be seeing patients? Um, you know, how do you advise them? Because we, all, anyone dealing with this disease, one of the first questions will be, what do I eat? What do I do? The, the, well, I can tell you what I tell patients. So that's maybe the easiest way to approach okay. this. I tell them right now, we don't know what the perfect diet is. It may be somewhat different for individual patients, but I push people towards what would be considered a Mediterranean diet. So this is fresh fruits and vegetables. They, you can cook them, you know, if you have a hard time with, with raw fruits and vegetables, you can cook them, but buying fresh fruits and vegetables, eating predominantly lean meats, avoiding red meats, um, olive oil is the predominant fat. And I do this for a couple reasons. One is it harkens back to this idea that you should buy fresh food and, and cook. The second is there's, there's lots of research showing other health benefits for a Mediterranean diet. And um, in fact, if you, if you ask what the USDA says we should be eating, it's pretty much along these lines. And so while we're working out the rest of of those um, mysteries, I make that recommendation. The second part is I think it's important for clinicians who take care of patients with inflammatory bowel disease to be cognizant of nutritional deficiencies that become common for many, many reasons. And so sometimes this is as simple as just checking a few blood tests. Sometimes it's referring to a dietitian or nutritionist Sometimes it's adding some extra nutritional supplements on top of it, but we need to be cognizant that even though somebody doesn't look skinny, they can be nutritionally deplete. Is there anything absolutely 
I know you mentioned red meat. Is there anything absolutely you should avoid by all means? I mean, I think of nuts or popcorn or is it, or that is just a fallacy. It depends on the person. Yeah, I think it's largely individual dependent. There, There's no single food that I can tell you, by all means, you should not be consuming this. We encourage people, obviously, eat a well-balanced diet. Um, but we're thinking about more of fruits and vegetables and a little less of, a little less cotton candy. Let's go there. Less, yeah, yeah, less processed, less sugar, I'm sure, all of those things. I know, I used to say, I, I, I was on a French fry diet for a while. That's what made me feel good, you know, potatoes, yeah. right? Anything that would stick with me, but yeah, everybody's different. I guess that's what's so hard about this disease, really advising someone. I'll tell you one quick fascinating story is the concept of we think about precision medicine. The idea of precision medicine is that we should be able to measure some biomarker in you and know what medication is right for you. Mm -hmm. There's an early movement to the idea of precision nutrition, which is if we know what microorganisms are living in your gut and we know how your liver works and all these other factors, that we actually could pick the right diet for you without you having to experiment. And that could be the future. That would be amazing, and we'll end with that. I look for that. Dr. Jim Lewis, a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining us tonight. The preceding episode was brought to you in collaboration with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. If you have missed any part of this discussion or to find others in the series, visit ReachMD.com slash foundation.